for the opportunity that we have to be in your presence. We love you, Jesus. We worship you, Master. You are our God. You are our King. You are our great Savior. Thank you, Lord, for tonight. For the presence of your Spirit. For instruction. For revelation in your way. And for touching our lives. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Clap your hands for the Lord. And you. Amen. Others. And um, I want you to get a copy of this book because I am just preaching just a wee bit, just a wee bit from it. But get your own copy so that you can study it. Hallelujah. The Bible says that wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all you're getting, get understanding. Wisdom that comes to the word of God through books would change your life forever. Can I have an amen? amen? Now tonight, I'm going to be sharing with you for a short time. And I'm going to be praying for you. Can I have an amen? amen. Others. Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 2, I beg, I beg your pardon, from verse 4. 4 and 5. Let not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So church, God is telling us that the Lord Jesus Christ, our master and our savior, had a certain type of mind. And that mind is needed by us today. The church of Jesus Christ needs to embrace, to receive, to flow, to accept that mind that Jesus, our Savior, had. Hallelujah. Amen. Paul said, be followers of me as I follow Christ. So, we are supposed to follow the ways of Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We are supposed to follow the ways of Jesus Christ. When the church comes to the point when we are no more following the mind of Jesus, we are a lost church. And the mind of Jesus was the mind for others. Jesus lived for others. Jesus spent his life for others. Jesus left his throne in heaven 
and came to the face of the earth because of others like you and I. Can I have an amen? amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The disease of the modern day church is selfishness. A church that is self-centered. Tonight, if I'm, my time permits me, I will show you the dangers of self-centeredness and self-promotion and self-preservation. The church of Jesus Christ has become a self-centered church. We sit in a church to receive blessings for ourselves, prayers for ourselves, encouragement for ourselves. Eh? Hands are being laid on us for ourselves. We do not think about others. We do not bother about others. But Jesus is telling us tonight that we need to think about others. Hallelujah. And yesterday, I shared with you seven things that the message of others mean. That the message of others teaches us that others exist. The message of others teaches that our minds must be on others. The message of others teaches us that we are to spend our lives for others. The message of others teaches us that we must live for others. Hallelujah. The message of others teaches us that we must serve others. Amen? Huh? We must lay down our lives for others. And the message of others teaches us that we must use all the blessings and the good things that God has provided for us to minister to others. Amen. Amen. Now tonight, I want to share with you four things you must remember about others. Four things every believer, every Christian, every church, every church should remember about others. Hallelujah. Let this mind be in you, which also was in Christ Jesus. And the mind that was in Christ Jesus was the mind for others. Hallelujah. Number one, number one, as a child of God, as a Christian, as a pastor, as a church worker, you must know that others exist. And others need Christ. 
you must know that others exist who need Christ. Not only that they exist, but there are others who need Christ. <laughs> I mean, you, you will think that this is as simple as can be. But the reality of life is that most Christians are not thinking about the fact that others need Christ. No, we are happy about ourselves. We are saved. There are people sitting down here that out of a family of 20 people, you are the only one saved. And it does not make any difference to you. It, it doesn't occur to you that your brothers and your sisters and your friends need Christ. Some of us are waiting to become evangelists when we have died. Like the rich man who became one of the greatest evangelists in hell. He became an evangelist, but he became an evangelist at the wrong place. Hell does not need evangelists. Once you land in hell, it is over. Hallelujah. Now, if you have to be an evangelist, if you have to be a preacher, if you have to be a witness of the gospel of Jesus Christ to others, this is the time. This is the time. Hallelujah. Others need Christ. There are millions upon millions upon millions in this nation of Sierra Leone, in this city of Freetown, in Bo, in McKinney, in Kenema, in all these places who do not know Jesus Christ. And, and, and I tell you what, and I tell you what, any Christian, any pastor that gets tired of this message, you do not have the spirit of God. The spirit of God is in the earth today to help us to preach Christ and to talk about Christ. Can I have an amen? amen? You know, the woman of Samaria, she was such a great example of somebody who remembered that others also needed Christ. After her encounter with Jesus, she quickly, look at John chapter 4. John chapter 4 from verse 25. John chapter 4 and from verse 25. The woman said unto him, I know that Messiah's coming, which is called Christ. When he's come, he will tell us all things. Continue, please. Jesus said unto her, I that speak unto thee, I am he. And upon this came disciples and marvel that he talked with the woman, yet no man said, What seeketh thou, or why talkest thou with her? 
You see, Jesus spent time speaking with this woman. Continue. Continue. The woman then Watch this. The woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city and said to the man, Come, see a man which told me all things that I ever did. Is not this the Christ? Once she came into contact with the Savior, she quickly remembered that there were other people in her town. There were other people in her community. There were other people in her neighbor who also needed Christ. And she quickly ran to them. And she quickly ran to them with the message of salvation. Church, we must remember that outside the four corners of this church, there are millions who need Christ. There are millions in the nations of the world. Now, we don't have evangelists anymore. All ministers of the gospel want to be pastors. Because it is not a simple thing to be an evangelist. Yeah. And so we don't have evangelists anymore. We don't have crusades going on in towns and cities and villages and countries anymore. The ordinary Christian is not preaching anymore. The gospel of reconciliation that has been committed to us has been placed in our pockets. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. Second Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. Remember that others need Christ. Wherefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Verse 18. And all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given unto us the ministry of reconciliation. God has given unto us the ministry of of reconciliation. What is the ministry of reconciliation? Verse 19. To wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and had committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Verse 20. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. A Christian is an ambassador of Christ. An ambassador is somebody who is sent on behalf of a government or a state to fight for the interests of that nation, of that state, of that government. The gospel of reconciliation, the message that God 
sent his only begotten son to die on the cross for the salvation of men has been given to us Christians. The assignment of a Christian is to go around to tell a dying world that there is hope for you. That is the gospel of reconciliation. And, and the Bible says, alright, God is reconciling. What does it mean to reconcile? When you hear the word reconciliation, it means that there was a problem or there has been a problem. I don't know whether after the Ceylonian Civil War, there was a, a truth and reconciliation commission. Was that something like that? Yeah. But the idea is that let us patch up. You see, there is a problem between God and his beloved creature, man. And it is a sin problem. Man has fallen because of his sinful state. And there's a separation between God and man because of the sins of man. And therefore, God sent Jesus Christ, his son, to come and die so that through his blood, there can be reconciliation. Man can find his way back to his God. And this message has been committed to you and to me. The Bible says we have been given the word of reconciliation, the ministry of reconciliation. And there are people who are waiting to hear this message. There are people who are waiting to hear that God loves them. There are people who are waiting to hear that in spite of all their sinful lives, God still can forgive them for their sins. But the only reason why they have not given their heart to the Lord is because nobody has told them. And nobody has told them because we have forgotten that others need Christ. Others need Christ. Look at Romans chapter 10 and from verse 13. Romans chapter 10 and from verse 13. From verse 13. 1, 3. Hallelujah. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Hello? This is the word of God. Whosoever, a woman, a man, rich, poor, educated, uneducated, black, brown, brown, white, yellow, anybody who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You see, God is waiting for the salvation of humanity. And God said, whosoever, whosoever, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whosoever, which means that anybody that you meet on the streets of Freetown can be saved and should be saved. He doesn't have to pay money. He doesn't have to give a bribe. He doesn't have to write an application letter. All that the person needs to do is to call upon the name of the Lord. Wow. Wow. But the question is, 
Why are they not calling upon the name of the Lord? Look at verse 14. Look at verse 14. Verse 14. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? So meaning that the reason why the millions and the hundreds of thousands of people in this city and the millions in Zion are not calling upon the name of the Lord to be saved is because they have not believed. They have not believed. Now, the question is, why have they not believed? How then shall they call on him in whom they have believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? The reason why they have not called upon the name of the Lord to be saved is because they have not believed. And the reason why they have not believed is because they have not heard. They have not heard. They have not heard what? They have not heard that for God so loved the world that his son is only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish because we have pocketed the message of reconciliation. It's amazing. That's the only reason. That is the only reason that we have taken the message of reconciliation, put it in our pockets. We are just putting our pockets and then we are moving around. And many are dying all around us. And, 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 and nations are being taken over by other religions. This country has been overrun by other religions. And many countries and many countries as you and I have pocketed the message of reconciliation, the only reason why sinners have not called upon the name of the Lord is because they have not believed. And the only reason why they have not believed is because they have not heard. They have not heard. Not that they don't want to. Not that they don't desire to be born again. Not that they don't desire to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. Not that they don't want to go to heaven. The only reason is because somebody sitting down here, there's a child of God, there's a pastor, there's, a, there's an apostle, there, there is, there, there's, there's a woman of God here, there's a member of this church, there's a Christian here who does not bother and has not bothered. Has not bothered. We don't bother. We don't bother. That's the only reason, Bishop Fabian. The only reason you see, the Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But how shall they be saved? How shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how can they believe on whom in whom they have not heard? Hallelujah. And watch this. And watch this. And how shall they hear without a preacher? How shall they hear without a preacher? How shall they hear without a preacher? Hallelujah. Every Christian here is a preacher. Every Christian here is a preacher. Hello? Don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. The gospel cannot be preached by only the few men of God sitting down here. If you were, a, if you were God and you had more than 7 billion people, will you use only a few men of God? Every child of God is a priest. Under the New Testament, every believer is a priest. It's a priest. 
Hallelujah. Every believer is a preacher. The great commandment, go into the world to make disciples of all nations was given to every believer. Yeah. To every believer. Hallelujah. To every believer. Every believer must go out there. Must go out there to preach Christ and him crucified. But you see, this message of the cross has been abandoned. Thrown out of the church. Yeah. And what are we preaching? And what are we hearing? Self-preservation. Self-promotion. Increase. Abundance. Money. Marriage. Traveling. Good life. And the message of the cross has been abandoned. And yet, brothers and sisters, there is no message. There is no system of education. There is no philosophical teaching that has the power to change this dying world except the message of Jesus Christ. Give the Lord a wonderful clap of him. What message over the centuries has converted the most hardened criminals? Madras. Madras. People who have killed many. People who have done all kinds of heinous, committed all kinds of heinous crimes have bowed to the power of the message of the cross. And that is why in Romans chapter 1 and verse 16, Paul said, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and to the Greek. Verse 17, For therein, in that gospel, is the righteousness of God revealed. The righteousness of God is revealed. In the, in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yes, Hallelujah. Amen. 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 And this is the message that has been abandoned by the church. Most of the church does not preach this message anymore. We are a backslidden church. That is why there's no power. That is why there's no blessing. And that is why there is no true Prosperity in the church. Listen, the charismatic church is a poor church. Most of it. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Most of the charismatic church is a poor church. And that is because we are not attracting the blessings that go with the preaching of the pure message of salvation. We don't even know how to preach salvation anymore. Most pastors, most church workers cannot preach salvation. There is a book that I recommend to you. Find it. How you can preach salvation. How you can preach salvation. 
how you can preach. Have you seen how fat it is? How you can preach salvation? What has been given to us is not the gospel of prosperity. What has been given to us is not the gospel of happiness. What has been given to us is the gospel of reconciliation to wait that God through Christ is reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing imputing their sins unto them. Yeah. But you see, most of us pastors, we are backslidden. Yeah. We are backslidden. We are misleading the people. The average pastor does not even know how to preach on salvation. And even the message of salvation is despised. You see, tonight, I am preaching to you the most powerful message you could ever hear in your life. Preaching about Jesus. Preaching about Jesus. Preaching about salvation. That is our assignment. This is the assignment of the church. Not preaching about money. Not preaching about prosperity. About upliftment. But preaching about Jesus Christ and him crucified. Yeah. Are we here or we've gone home? The church must return to the message of the cross. May we return, Lord. Lord, cause us to return. Lord, cause us to return. Lord, cause us to return to the message of the cross. There's a great prophet of God called Rejoiner. The Lord has gave him a series of visions and I'm, I'm sure it continues and he wrote a book, The Final Quest, in which he spoke about these visions. Now, in one of the visions, he was in heaven, and he met with the Apostle Paul. And the Apostle Paul told him, listen to this, he said, except in a few places, we in heaven, we cannot identify the message of the church today. We cannot identify the message of the, of the church. He said, apart from a few places, apart from a few places, hallelujah, power to save this world is lost. The church is no more powerful. We don't have the ability to convert the world. Our message and our desire in the church is the same as what happens in the world. A marketing, a marketing research company in America carried out a research to find out what is it that born again Christians want? Yes. A secular, a secular marketing research company carried out research to find out what is it that 
evangelical Christians, born again Christians in America, what is it that they like, they want? Since they are Christians. And the aim is said that then those products would be used to target them. And when they did the research, they realized that evangelical Christians, born again Christians, bishop in America, have the same liking for the things that unbelievers like. Unbelievers like big cars. They like big cars. Nice cars. They like nice cars. Designer shoes. The Christians like designer. Our desires are the same. But the Bible said that be not be unequally yoked of the world. There must be a difference. There must be a difference. The church of Jesus Christ is light. It's light. It's not darkness. The Bible calls us the children of light. Let your light therefore so shine that men will see your works and give glory to your father that is in heaven. But men are not seeing our works. Yes. So watch. Go back to Romans chapter 10 and verse 14. Look at it again. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Continue. And how shall they preach except they be sent? So watch this. The reason why there's no preaching is because there's no sending. There's no sending. Pastors, you have not sent anybody. Pastors, you have not sent anybody. Yeah. There must be sending. The church must be grooming young people, young men, young women, and there must be continuous sending. Sending. Matthew chapter 10 and verse 1. Matthew chapter 10 and verse 1. Matthew chapter 10 and verse 1. And when he had called unto him his 12 disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Continue please. Now, the names of the 12 apostles are these. The first Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brethren, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother. Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the son of the publican, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Lebeus, whose name was Thaddeus. Simon, the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. Verse 5. Watch this. These 12 Jesus sent forth. These 12, Jesus sent forth. The church of Jesus Christ must be a sending church, not a sitting church. The church is a missionary church. The church is an apostolic church. It's an amazing how you find so many apostles who are living in Freetown. We have so many 
wonderful apostles who are all living comfortably in Freetown. But the apostles in the Bible, you found them traveling from place to place, preaching Christ, bringing salvation to people. Are you clapping your hands for Jesus? in the church is titles. I'm a bishop. There are even bishops who don't have a church at all. Once the person feels that he has been in the ministry for a number of years, he looks around and says, all these people have been in the ministry five years, seven years, I've been in the ministry for 20 years, so I'm a bishop. Yeah. One time, you know, I went somewhere to go and have a, a little holiday. And a bishop literally dragged me to go and preach for him. I said, listen, I'm so exhausted. I don't have any preaching in me. He literally dragged me. And, and I didn't know him. He heard I was coming to the country. You know, and he got in contact with somebody that, another pastor that knew me. And the pastor told me, he said, watch, when he comes, you will see him surrounded by bodyguards. Yes. And truly, when he appeared, bodyguards were all around him. Eventually, when I went to his church, I went to the church with about 20 people. And as I was preaching, the whole congregation was not more than 40 people. Bushop. Bushop. We are deceiving ourselves. Hallelujah. What we need is not a title. What we need is some promotion. What we need is not something high. Let's get to the chop. Let's go to the cities, to the villages, preaching about Jesus Christ. Adoniram Jackson, an American, he went to, um, what's the name of the place? Um, Burma. Burma. Spent his life. The Bible that the Bermanist Bible is a Bible that he translated. He suffered so much. He suffered so much for the cause of Christ. William Carey, an Englishman, an Englishman, he went to India. That is why we have Christianity in most part of India today. These are men, you know, he married about three different women. They all died. They all died. I think even his children died. He never returned to England. He died and he was thrown into the sea. 
for the cause of Christ. A Christian must remember that others need Christ. Others need Christ. Others need Christ. You are saved, but that is not enough. We are saved to become saviors of men. We must make ourselves saviors of men. So watch this. Whosoever calleth upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But they are not saved because they have not believed. They have not believed because they have not heard. They have not heard because there is no preacher. There is no preacher because nobody has been sent. So it is not their fault. When you see an unbeliever on the street who doesn't know Jesus Christ, you don't have the moral right to, to insult the person, to despise the person, to say something bad. The only reason why that person is not saved is because he has not heard or she has not heard about Jesus. And it is our fault. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9. Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. He sent them. He sent them. He sent them. Pastors. Pastors. We must send our people. We must send our people. Jesus sent people. Yeah. Yeah. My pastor, Bishop Dad, sends people even in this country. He has sent people. There are several young men here, graduates of universities. They could have worked in banks, WHO, UN, whatever. They are here. Right here. They have been sent. Pastors, that is our work. To raise up our members and to send them. But you see, we can't do that because we want them to be there so that we can receive more offerings for ourselves. So that we can become richer and buy bigger cars. Drive the latest cars. Pastors today measure the success of their ministry by the type of car that they drive. Yeah. It's true. And their foolish wives their foolish wives also encourage them. And they say, listen, this your friend is driving this car. Why don't you buy this bigger car? But ministry is not about the type of car that you drive. You see, my pastor, Bishop Dad, God has used him and God continues to use him. God is using him to carry out some of the biggest crusades in Africa today. He just returned from Tanzania. Not long before that, he was in Malawi. In about a week or so, he's on his way to Burundi and to Rwanda, preaching. 
evangelize him. God has used him to raise up over 300, 3,000 churches. Thousands of pastors, bishops, buildings. God has used him to publish 20 million books. Are being used by pastors all over the world. But see, I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. No, no. No, it's not for you to clap. But listen, I'll tell you something. When we are having a meeting, we, his pastors and bishops, are having a meeting. And you come to the meeting and, 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 and you want to pick which one is Bishop Das car. I can bet with, me with my last bottom dollar that you make a mistake. You pick the wrong car. There is nobody here who will pick the right car. Nobody. Yeah. He has put all of us in big car. I drive a big car. Your, your bishops are away. Yeah. And then this man that I'm talking about drives a pickup. Is it called a pickup here? Pick up. Pick up. Pick up. A pickup. That's what he drives. That's what he drives. Ministry is not measured about the size of your car. Pastors, let's get to the job. Let's get to the real job. It's not about the, the, the leather that was used to, to, to form your shoe. Nonsense. Rubbish. Rubbish. The gospel is not about shoe. The gospel is not about jacket. The gospel is about going around preaching Jesus Christ and him crucified. Rubbish. What you have been preaching in the church is rubbish. Yeah. We have turned our church members into people who are always seeking blessings. And where are the blessings? Where are the blessings? Tomorrow evening, you must be in church because I'm going to show you how the true blessings come into your life. Yes. David said, the young lions, they hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall want no good thing. A true believer, a true believer does not lack anything. Yeah. The Lord made me to sacrifice my hospital, an ultra modern hospital, to come and preach. And I don't lack. He has taken care of me. He has taken care of me. Are you here? You've gone home. How many of you are here? Abscess. Are you there? Can I have an amen from abscess? Abscess, can I have an amen? amen? Clap your hands for Jesus, somebody. So remember that others need Christ. Luke chapter 10 and verse 1. 
Luke chapter 10 and verse 1. After these things, the Lord appointed other 70 also and sent them two and two before his face into every city and place whither he himself would come. You see, I'm trying to show you that the, the, the model of Jesus, the spirit of Jesus is sending. 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 Jesus kept sending. So there is no salvation because we are not sending. There's no sending. Missionary work is not being done by the church today. White Europeans traveled dangerously on the seas to black Africa to bring us the gospel at the cost of their lives. When you come to Ghana, I don't know whether you have it in Freetown here, but in Ghana, there's a town in one of the provinces. There's a whole cemetery of white missionaries who died 20 years, 21 years, 22 years, 23 years. They died. Not married, not having children, nothing. Just died, including doctors. It is upon the basis of their shed blood that Ghana has Christianity today. That most of Africa. Sierra Leone has been a Christian nation. Hello? I said Sierra Leone has been a Christian nation. Liberia, uh, Liberia has been a Christian nation. But go to these countries today. Something else is happening. But thank God that a new generation is being risen up. You are one of those people that God is lifting up. You are one of those where God is putting a burden in your heart. May you receive the burden for souls. I see you rising up, walking around, preaching Jesus Christ. May you be one of those generations, one of those people who is going back to the gospel of reconciliation. May God anoint you. May God fill you with his spirit to go out there with the gospel of reconciliation in the name of the Lord Jesus. Clap your hands and give the Lord a shout, somebody. John chapter 20 and verse 21. John chapter 20 and verse 21. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you. As my father has sent me, even so send I you. Even so send I you. Brothers and sisters, Jesus said, He's sending you. I, I, didn't, I didn't hear your amen. Yeah. Jesus is sending you. Young men and young women who are sitting down here. You are needed in the nations of the world. You are needed in the other towns and provinces of Sierra Leone. Pastors, let's sacrifice our young men and our young women. We are training and sending out young men and young women all the time. All the time. All the time. 
They should go and die for Christ. He said, this one, stand up. This one. I came with him. He's a young man. Very young man. We sent him on mission. With his dear wife. And his wife died on the mission. Died on the mission. She died on the mission. And I remember something that he told me. He said, Bishop, do not let the death of my wife deceive this mission. Please don't transfer me out of this place because I lost my wife. I want to be here and continue to work for the Lord. Must come to Bishop and say, Bishop, listen, I'm a young graduate. I've just started life. Bishop, send me somewhere. Can you send me to Kenema? Can you send me to Bo? Can you send me to another place? Can you send me to a little town? I want to go there and preach Christ. I want to go and plant a church. I want to go and plant a church. I want to go and use my life to serve Jesus Christ. To tell others about Christ because others need Christ. Others need Christ. Thank you. Yeah. I think earlier this year, one of our young missionaries, we sent him to another country with his young wife. Young man in his 20s, 24 or something like that. Young man. He woke up one night. He couldn't breathe. That was it. He died on the mission. Jesus said, the servant is not greater than the master. It is enough. Look at Matthew chapter 20 and verse, Matthew chapter 10 and verse, 20 and verse 24. It is enough that the servant will be just like the master. Then said, the, the disciple is not, this is Jesus speaking, the disciple is not above his master, nor the servant above his law. Verse 25. It is enough. It is enough for the disciple that he be as his master and the servant as his Lord. So if Jesus suffered, listen church, if Jesus suffered, we must also suffer. Hello? There is no Christianity without suffering. There's no Christianity without sacrificing. There's no Christianity without pain. Anybody who told you that as a child of God everything will be okay with you all the time is not preaching from the gospel. Hear the words of Jesus. He said, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself. 
take up his cross and follow me. What is the cross? The cross is pain. The cross is dying. The cross is slaps. The cross is insult. The cross is piercing your side. Nailing you. That is the cross. The cross is falling down in shame. Shame is part of Christianity. Shame. Suffering. You want to keep your life, you will lose it. Jesus said, whosoever keepeth his life shall lose it. But whosoever loseth his life for my sake shall find it. Lose your life for others. Yeah, you see this young man, he lost his wife because of others. I knew the wife, beautiful lady. She used to cook for me every time I went, I went to visit them. She would cook for me. Beautiful lady. Very cheerful. Ah, off. Off. But go and see her in heaven. Go and see her in heaven. Because you see, the earth doesn't matter. Jesus said, lay not up for yourself riches, treasures on earth. Where the moth destroy and the thieves take away. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven. Look at us. We are laying up so much treasures on earth. Uselessness. Uselessness. The richest man who ever lived. Kinsaw. Can you please pick up my volume? I feel like I'm shouting. The richest man who ever lived on earth. King Solomon. He looked at all the riches and called them vanity. Useless. Useless. Let me tell you something. You can have billions of dollars, billions of leos. It is all useless. Useless. You cannot eat money. You cannot eat a car. A house cannot comfort you. We should be ashamed of ourselves. That instead of thinking about Christ for others, we are pursuing riches, money, running around you don't have time to read your bible you don't have time to pray you don't have time to come to church you don't do anything in church you, you, you can't sing in a choir you are not part of the leaders you cannot avail yourself to do anything for God because of your own life but your life is useless young people you have no future without Jesus Christ and serving the Lord. All the young people in this church, you must run to Bishop and say, Bishop, I don't want to sit in this church. Send me somewhere. My son is a young doctor. Finished medical school. Did his apprenticeship for two years. He just finished in June. He came to me and said, Daddy, I want to serve the Lord full time. I said, you are blessed. You are blessed. You are blessed. Just go. You, you don't like my message. 
You are not happy with my message. It's because we are backsliding, Pastor. Yes. Yes. This is the pure gospel. This is the pure gospel. Let's go back to the pure gospel. Let's throw away the rubbish. You know, I tell my church members, a Christian must not waste his time praying for money. Oh, can you give me money? Oh, can you give me a car? No, 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 no. Jesus said, Ye, these things, they are the preserve of unbelievers. It is the Gentiles who seek after these things. But as for you, my child, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things. The cars, the money, the marriage, the visa, the buildings, the opportunities shall be added unto you free of charge. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Others need Christ. Others need Christ. Now, let me show you the dangers of self-promotion. I wanna be more like you Lord Jesus I wanna be more like you I wanna be more like Jesus I wanna be a vessel that you walk through I wanna be more like you. I wanna be more like Jesus Lord Jesus, I wanna be more like I wanna be more like you. Church, Jesus wants to raise you up as a shepherd of his sheep. Somebody who will care for the sheep. Do you know why people are scattered? Do you know why people are fainting? Do you, want, do you know why people are giving up? Even in the church, Christians are giving up, backsliding in droves because there are no shepherds, there are no pastors. Matthew chapter 9 and verse 35. Jesus went about all their cities and their villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching. The gospel of the kingdom, 35, healing all manner of diseases and sicknesses. And verse 36, the Bible said, and when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them. Why? But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. There are thousands upon thousands upon thousands of communities in this country where there is no shepherd, where there is no pastor. There is no pastor. One of our senior bishops 
he went to some of these countries, Gambia, Guinea, Senegal. Say, there are no pastors. Brothers, there are countries today where there are no pastors. That is why we must go. We must go. Some other people need a shepherd. But like Bishop is, was saying, it is so difficult to send pastors. You know Bishop Fabian sitting down here? He's walking around in Freetown. He's just walking around as an ordinary person. This is the bishop who pastored our international cathedral for six years. Preached every week live on TV and on radio. Live. I don't preach live on TV and radio. My messages are broadcasted and telecasted later on. He preached live. People watched him all over the world on national, on, on TV and on Facebook all the time. And Bishop Dow calls him and said, there are some people in Sierra Leone, they need a shepherd. Leave, leave everything that you are doing and go there. And here he is, very happy. He's sitting down here. Are you clapping your hands for Jesus? I will worship you. Lift you high above the earth and the heaven. Oh, I will worship you. Lift you high above the earth and the heaven. You are Lord. You are Lord. Yes, you know, tonight I'm going to pray for you to receive the heart of a shepherd. To receive the heart of a shepherd. Not to receive money. To receive. You see, when you become a true shepherd, money will follow you. That is what even many pastors don't understand. That you joke of the ministry. The ministry is your life. The ministry is your life. Pastors, you give yourself to the ministry. The ministry will build your life. Others need a shepherd. The reason why people are fainting, people are scattering, people are destroyed is because there are no shepherds. There are no pastors. We need to raise up more pastors. We need to raise up more shepherds. We need to raise up more church workers. And send them. 
tonight, there are people here, especially young people, God is calling you. Listen to me. You cannot become a banker. You cannot become a doctor. You cannot become an engineer. You cannot become a businessman. God is calling you to become a preacher. Become a preacher. Become a preacher. This is my desire to have now you. Lord, if all my heart, Lord, with all my heart, I worship you. Oh, 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 all I have within me, Lord, I
Don't be selfish. Others have problems. Listen to me. If able-bodied men cannot find jobs, what about blind men? What about the deaf, the dumb, the handicapped? What about the beggars? We are always complaining about our lives. But we are not thinking about others. Not even the things of Jesus Christ. Paul said in Philippians chapter 2 and from verse 18, look at it. Philippians chapter 2 and from verse 18. Philippians chapter 2. And from verse 18. For the same cause also do you joy and rejoice with them. Verse 19. But I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timotheus shortly unto you that I also may be of good comfort when I know your state. For I have no man like-minded who naturally care for your state. Many good pastors like Bishop Jolly are alone. What they need are men that will stand behind them and lift their hands and say, Bishop, we'll do what you want us to do. Verse 20. Verse 21. For all, for all, for all, all the people standing in the church today, most of us, for all, seek their own, not the things which are Jesus Christ. Everybody here is looking for something. Lord, my wife, 
Lord, my husband. Lord, my children. Lord, my job. But we asking and crying, Lord, what about the sheep somewhere? The lost people somewhere? What about them? What about them? Oh, God, tonight is looking for men and women who say, Lord, I am tired of thinking about myself. Yes, I may not have money. I may not have food. But Lord, if you can use anybody, you can use me. You can use me. Tonight, what we need is a heart for others. And I want to pray for you tonight. I want to lay hands on you. That there will be an impartation. For the selfless heart for Jesus Christ. The church has been called to seek the face of Jesus Christ. Omahaya. Lasaka mandi Aramba tiribo sikahaya ndima hante sete. Well, for where are the people that I call forth after, out of the world unto myself? Where are the people that I said, follow me and I will make you followers, fishers of men? For years, when I look across the nations of the world, said the Spirit of God, and I see the mountain darkness, and I see men drowning in the sea of darkness and hopelessness and helplessness, as thousands depart, the world that I created, as thousands of the people that I gave my love to, and love so much that I gave my only son to save them. As thousands and millions are perishing, I look around looking for men and women who say, Lord, this is what I want to do. Your labor, your work. I am looking for men that will stand the God and yet, I don't see many. But said the Spirit of God, the time has come, my people, for you to turn back unto me. For you to turn back to the way that I gave unto you. To go out there and draw those in darkness to me. To become light to them. To become salt to them. Yea, I see my children running around looking for what they want. But have you forgotten that a man can receive nothing except it be given unto him from above? And have I not said in my word that all good gifts and all perfect gifts come from me? What you are seeking for is in my hand. I, the Lord, I am your provider. I can look after you more than any man and I'm calling for my people to come back to my labor. For have you not seen 
the multitude that have perished all around you? Have you not seen? Whose heart is broken? Whose heart is crying to me? Whose heart is ready to follow me into the great house? Said the Spirit of God. And I'll put my spirit upon you and raise you up as a mighty warrior for the end time harvest. And I shall bless you. I shall bless you beyond your imagination even as you enter into my harvest. Kamasite. Lift up your hands. Walk to the front. As I lay my hands onto you, everybody please. I pray that God will impart your heart with the heart of Jesus. A heart for souls. Elama Sasha. O miandiribo sipaha. Layata simente. Put your right hand on your heart. Jesus. Kamatiribo sopa. Yes. 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 My life is not my own. the pastor show the people what to do I need them to place their hand on their hearts not on their head not on their abdomen alright thank you Lord Jesus 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 Lasaka mandere mohoka patala the Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of, heart, of life. If our hearts are right, everything will be okay. May the Lord heal our hearts of selfishness, self-centeredness, self-promotion, self-preservation, let it be a release of a new heart. A transplant of the heart that Jesus has. That made him to abandon his glory. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Yes. As I lay my hands on you, receive an impartation. Of a new heart. Pastors, God is changing your heart. Lasima Hoshiba. I'm praying for the adults, please. I'm praying for the adults. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use Jesus. 
Jesus. Just follow my instructions. I am praying for the adults. Touch my heart, Lord, speak through me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Thank you. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Thank you. Thank you. And young people. Take my hands, Lord, Jesus. and my feet. Touch Jesus. my heart, Lord, speak through me. Thank you. If you can use anything, Lord, Thank you. you can use me. Thank you. If Thank you. you can use anything, Lord, Thank you, Lord. you can use me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. is looking for men and women who say, Lord, I give it all. Tonight, I want to make an altar call for people who want to serve Jesus as pastors, preachers, missionaries. You, you, you want to work for the Lord. You don't want to do anything in the world. You want to serve Jesus. Jesus, I don't want to be a doctor. I don't want to be a businesswoman. I don't want to be a nurse. Jesus, I want to be your servant, your minister. Especially young people, young adults. You want to become a pastor, a missionary. You want to serve Jesus. God is calling people. If you are here, and this is your desire, I want you to come to the front. I want to pray for you. An anointing is coming upon you tonight for this assignment. Give me oil. 
oil in a bottle. Tonight, an anointing is coming upon you to be a pastor. David was anointed as a king long before he ever became. First Samuel chapter 16. Some of you are still in school. Continue to study. Go to university. Go to college. Learn something. Pastors are nobody's fools. Pastors must be the most intelligent people. The best people on earth must be pastors. Tonight, there is an anointing here to turn you into a man of God, a woman of God. Lift up your hands. Thank you, Jesus. Play that organ. An anointing is coming upon you to turn you into a man of God. Let it go. Receive it. Let it go. Receive it. Yes. To my trophies. At last I and thank the Lord for a new heart for others seven others living for others bringing Christ to others 
We love you. We thank you. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Close your eyes. Put your hands down. Tonight, if you are here and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, somebody invited you to come for this program or you came on your own but you are not saved, you are not ready if Jesus should call you today to go back from where you came from you are not ready to stand before your God you want to say pastor please pray for me I want to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior I want to give my life to Jesus. Wherever you are standing, if you want me to pray for you to receive Jesus, as every eye is closed and every head is bowed down, lift up only your right hand very high and I'll pray for you. I am not saved. I want to receive Jesus. Lift up your right hand. Lift up your right hand. Or you are not sure that you are saved. You are not sure. You want to be sure. Lift up your right hand. And if you have lifted up your hand, I want you to come to me to the front. Take your Bible, your bag, whatever you came to church with. Come. You want to give your life to Jesus. Or you are not sure whether you are born again or not. Just come. Just come. Now nobody should leave because I'm going to pray for the whole congregation. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Are you coming? You are not sure of your salvation. Upstairs, downstairs, those of you in the front, those of you at the back, I want to give my life to Jesus. Sister, lift up your two hands and pray this prayer with me. Lift up your two hands and let the whole church join. Say, dear Jesus, I believe with my heart. I believe with all my heart. And I confess you. And I confess you. As Lord and Savior. As Lord and Savior. I agree. I agree. That I'm a sinner. That I'm a sinner. Please forgive me for my sins. Please forgive me for my sins. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. Wash me in your blood. Wash me in your blood. For all my sins. All my sins. Please write my name. Please write my name. In your book of life. In a book of life. My name is. Mention your name. My name is. My name is. Please Michael. write it. Please write it in your book of life. In your book of life. From today. From today. I don't belong to Satan. I don't belong to Satan. I belong to Jesus. I belong to Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For saving my soul. For saving my soul. Amen. Amen. Clap your hands for the Lord. Now sit down quietly. Sit down quietly.